The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barizzi in Chicago. Welcome back to the podcast that, like Google, wishes a happy 94th birthday to Peruvian soprano Uma Sumac. If you don't know who she is, then you probably weren't on Google recently. <laughs> I guess you probably Google the it, only way you immediately find it out. Yeah. So I stumbled upon her in college, and because, and, uh, uh, you know, when I joined all these... Uh, CD clubs with different under different oh, names sure. in when college to under millions of different uh, pseudonyms. Yes, because mm-hmm. I I had just come into CDs like I had just come into a CD player for the first time in my life in college and I'm like really you great. Didn't have CDs I don't in high school, any huh? CDs. No, I was all cassette. Still in rocking high the tapes. All cassette. I still have all my cassettes, and I'm really disappointed because. You know, how else am I going to listen to Blind Melon? You know, if, if I <laughs> don't never know what happened to the girl in the bee suit. <laughs> yeah, if I don't have my my uh, my Blind Melon album on cassette, so I I need a cassette player again, I guess. But uh, I was trying never, to build up my CD collection. Never be able to hear uh, Collective Souls hints, allegations, and things left unsaid again. Exactly. Yeah, all my Soundgarden stuff is on cassette. Oh, a man. pocket full of kryptonite. <laughs> I didn't realize that you were a late adopter of CDs because you tend to be an early adopter of things. Like you have 42 iPhone 7s in, coming in the mail to you right now. You're giving one to Bo, the dog. You're giving one to yeah. the neighbor. I've got just one. handing them out. I'm using one just as a burner, you know. So it's just gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to throw it away next time. I feel threatened by anything. So I am an early adopter now, and I think the reason I am is because I was a late adopter of everything when I was uh, living in my parents' house because we couldn't afford anything. So I didn't have the only thing I, we early adopted was the Atari, and after that we were behind. Nice. You know, we went mm-hmm. Sega instead of Nintendo. We went, you know, we just weren't on the. Cusp oh, did you of zig it. when you should zag? Were you like a Beta family, <laughs> a, a Coleco family, a Sega family? Somehow we we missed Beta. We did. We luckily we we got on the right train there. Uh, you know, and I don't oh, think, and you were a GoBots guy. I was a GoBots guy instead of Transformers. I loved my GoBots, and uh, so you've been consistently on the wrong foot. Yes, now we never did go laser disc, so we avoided that as well. But I was a late adopter when it came mm-hmm. to CD. They should make a GoBots movie. Michael Bay should make a GoBots movie uh, starring uh, <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> the, the lesser of the Wahlbergs. Well, uh, <laughs> hey, Lita One, we gotta we gotta fight. Oh wait, what's who's the bad guy's name? Psykill. Lita One, we gotta fight Psykill, okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, and I don't even. Even for Christmas, I would get I would get knockoffs of I couldn't even get real GoBots, you know. I'd get knockoffs of those even. So uh, you know, my dad, who was a huge music fan, right? So he had tons of albums, <laughs> like uh, you know, uh, actual LPs, and and he had a lot of cassettes in the nineties, and he didn't think CDs were going anywhere, and he did not <laughs> want to switch over to CDs because of his massive. They'll never take. He well, he had such a massive the collection. The future of the music industry is putting a uh, pencil in the hole and winding the tape back up. Well, he had uh, so the, the reason he had such a, a a large tape collection. Him and his buddies would all share, and he would dub the tape, so you could always copy your buddies. You know, they bought 
the the latest you know Springsteen album, so you copy that, and then you had the latest Van Halen album, so he copied that, and you know that's you would built up your music collection. They were all dubs. He was an early adopter of piracy. Yes, and uh, yeah, it was a it was an analog uh, an analog uh, uh, torrent. Napster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, CDs didn't afford him that luxury of copying. So you know, in the early days of it, at least, you know, you couldn't rip a CD. You didn't have that technology in the in the '90s when CD in the early '90s when CDs came out. But um, so he, I just remember he had this label maker. Remember the label makers that had the black plastic strips, and it would make the labels by. Uh, by impressing, like embossing the letter, and because it was, because you were embossing the plastic, it would turn the plastic white, and that's how you got your letters. Yep, and remember? it looked like the Starship Enterprise, right? It had the yes. disc. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So my dad had one of those, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I never uh, got to use it. I never had one, and I've always, like, I feel wistful now. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you gave me one now, I'd It'd be, be so fun. Well, partially because you got to dial the letters so in. Much. You spin that dial to the mm-hmm. letter, you pull the trigger... And then you spin it to the next letter, pull the trigger, and and your little label starts coming out. And so he had cassette tapes. Every cassette tape was labeled perfectly with that with those that embossed black plastic labels. Wow. I just remember. I bet that's in the house. No, somewhere. just writing on the paper for him. He needed to emboss no, a label. Everything had the embossed label on it. So I I'm guessing that that's somewhere wow. in his closet. You know, my brother and I need to spend a, a long weekend going through his closets and just kind of trying to help my stepmother, you know, organize all that. But I bet those are the kinds of things we're going to find because he didn't throw that away for sure. Oh, no it's way. In there. Who throws away their label maker? No, not the clicky-clicky kind, especially. That was the best. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there was an episode of uh, Dexter's Lab mm-hmm. where Dexter and Dee Dee get label makers <laughs> and get in like a label maker War. like arms race yeah. and they end up with like fully automatic <laughs> ones and they're like jumping sideways like the Matrix and firing labels on, a, on all of uh, one another's belongings. Man, oh man. Wish well, in my quest to amass a CD collection when I got to college, because I, I could freely sign up for things because I didn't live, I lived on my own, uh, I, started to, I started to amass a musical collection. And the, the BMI musical catalog at the time wasn't that deep, or at least wasn't that current. <laughs> and so one of my choices ended up well, being... It's been, uh, it's been almost 25 years since, and if you think about it, the history of musical theater, mm-hmm. for, you know, let's round it from t- 1925 to 1995, right? So there were 70 years had gone by, 25 years have gone by since. So, you know, uh, 33% of musical theater history has happened since. since <laughs> yeah, then. I guess I can't be too disappointed. <laughs> so the catalog wasn't that deep. Well, I was really <laughs> scratching the bottom of the barrel, so I ended up picking up this musical called Flahooly. And uh, it ha- it was a combination of puppets and live action, and it was about a guy who worked in a toy store, and the toys would come to life and sing songs and be really really creepy. And it sounded the some of the songs I think gave you the impression that the toys wanted to kill people. And uh, then out of nowhere in this musical is Uma Sumac, who just comes in to sing hmm? a song because she can go. She has a huge vocal range, and that's what she was famous for. Is she a genie in the musical? I think she might be some kind of a genie at a dream sequence or something. I mean, I never got the liner notes only only went so far, and uh, uh, but yeah, I she had, had this, this weird like, fascination, sort of otherworldly voice. Yes, 
Yeah, you know, just kind of singing gibberish. But then she'd go, you know, from from an alto range to a soprano range, and it just, you know, it would be all over the place. So anyway, uh, I was surprised to see the Google Doodle. Flahuli is by uh, uh, is by Yip Harburg, who also uh, co-wrote The Wizard of Oz, and it is a socialist yes. like agitprop piece about labor. So it's like That's a right. you know like yeah. a 30s socialist like a, it's like the Bernie Sanders of puppet musicals. Mm-hmm. You know they did it in 1998. I, I just read that and, uh, and what I can't believe I missed it. They they did a production of it, a revival in New York, um, like an off Broadway production or like an encore. Well, wow, it, no, I think it was uh, yeah, and I think it was a full one. Yeah, I mean the opening song is called "You Too Can Be a Puppet" and it's just about workers slaving away in the factories <laughs> today when i saw that was the doodle i thought either they are making the doodle expressly for todd or you secretly work at google and haven't told us <laughs> no i was because that's a very specific thing to make the doodle. i mean the doodle is literally like the olympics or saint patrick's day or happy birthday peruvian soprano uma sumac that's very specific yeah because they normally uh you know, normally they would, it's for big things, right? And it's, otherwise they can do one every day. They could find a reason to do one every day, but they decided that this was a big enough deal to do one. There must be a, another another Flahuli fan in the Google ranks. Or uh, Uma Sumac's grandson in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, incidentally, it's her 94th birthday, but she's not alive. No. When I saw that, I thought, oh, I guess she's not, she's alive and I can maybe, you know, Get you an autograph, but uh, she died in two thousand eight. Oh, okay. There's no, we don't have any term for like the birthday of someone who's dead. Yeah, what would you call it? Because you don't want to say happy birthday. Although I guess it is still their birthday. It's not I mean, like you're. It's still the anniversary of your birth, but yeah. happy birthday implies they're you're blowing alive. a candle somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> not that their <laughs> candle's can, been blown out. <laughs> you can celebrate it, uh, but uh, yeah, I guess it's still a birthday. It's still a birthday. So you know, you could just say happy birthday i hope we enjoy your birthday is kind of what you're saying i hope, oh, hope the rest go. of us enjoy your birthday because you are not here to enjoy <laughs> well i made you todd i made you an uma sumac shaped cake uh, and got you an uma uh, sumac themed mylar balloon just for this day And now it's time for Scarred for Life. That's where every missed birthday is another piercing. <laughs> you count them like rings on a tree. <laughs> well, I can't believe that I'm going to go into this again, but I've got another uh, I've got another tooth fairy story. And That's fantastic. I'm pretty sure after the last one I said that I, we were done with the tooth fairy. And How uh, many? You did say that. And I assume right? and your children were out of teeth. That's what I thought. Or do you just meant that you were going to put you were going to take uh, the Tooth Fairy concept behind the barn like Old Yeller? Well, uh, yeah, I thought both of those were happening the last time around. I thought we were done with teeth. Ellie still has a, quite a few, I think, to lose. At least a handful or so, a fistful, um, <laughs> sort of. Speed. You speed it up, yeah, if you want to speed it up. But uh, so you have two teeth. There's about twenty baby teeth. And at this point, you have screwed this up 40 times. Yeah, I can't. I just can't get it right with her. So 
the other night, we're getting close to bedtime, and Kelly turns to me. She goes, did you know about Ellie's tooth? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, Ellie's tooth, Ellie had a tooth fall out this morning. And I said, what? what? No, I said, when? Ellie, when did your tooth fall out? She's like, this morning when, you know, when I was getting ready. I'm like, but I was home with you. Like, Kelly leaves early for work. I was home. She didn't come to me and say, I lost a tooth. She's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, what, why didn't you tell me? She's like, I don't know. And then I realized, because... T- Kelly was calling to her like, hey, come show daddy this. And Ellie really was kind of avoiding it. And I realized it's because I immediately knew what she was doing. She was going to try to lose her tooth, which, you know, it happened. But she had an idea. I'm going to not tell oh. anybody. And I'm going to put it under my pillow. Uh-huh. And I'm going to catch these lying adults in the act because they, you know, if the tooth fairy is real, she wakes up and the tooth is there. If, uh-huh. if, if the tooth fairy is real, the tooth fairy will know. Yeah, mm-hmm. the only one. So then uh, we kind of ruined that plan because Kelly found out somehow. I think she was gonna. I think she was too. She couldn't just follow keep, the trail of blood. Yeah, she couldn't keep it to herself. So she did tell Kelly, and then Kelly, of course, told me. But Ellie was not happy about that. So then I take the tooth. Ellie's got it in like a sandwich bag, you know, for to put on a sandwich later. And uh, <laughs> so it's not I, a sandwich without the tangy zip <laughs> of a child's teeth. <laughs> you give it some crunch. So the. I, I, she shows me the tooth in the bag, and 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 I try to be. <laughs> then I try to be. You know, she tries to pull one over on me, so I immediately try to pull one over on her by taking the tooth and putting it somewhere under the pillow where I know that I can reach it later. And she's eyeing me like, "Oh, what is he doing?" And I said, "Oh, well, you know, just put this right here for the old tooth fairy." When I say old, I mean old. So. Uh, <laughs> Barely ambulatory. Where can we put this for the (laughs) sore knee tooth fairy? (laughs) And then I remembered after uh, after Ellie started going to bed that the last time I tried to do this, her door squeaked so loud it woke her up. And I'm going to have to. Mm -hmm. It's like the lantern in uh, the lantern in the Telltale Heart. And I'm sure squeaky metal lantern that takes an hour to open. And I'm sure people think. How, how could this guy have another tooth fairy story, right? Uh, how could we be talking about the tooth fairy again? How do you not figure it out yet? Well, I, I forgot about the door. I keep, you know, thinking Ellie, the only time Ellie loses teeth is when we have to take her to the dentist. So I'm always able to plan ahead. Because she takes, she has to go to the dentist because she doesn't wiggle them herself. Oh, she and won't wiggle them, like, so they have to be yanked out of her head. They get, like, embedded in her gum or they crack in half. And this one actually came out whole on its own. So uh, that's an improvement. And you forgot the concept of the Tooth Fairy mailbox that's outside the door. And, yes, it was too late. It's too late to incorporate that concept. But I encourage everybody who has young children to please start to encourage your children that the Tooth Mm -hmm. Fairy would much prefer to pick up their tooth in a special container outside of their (laughs) bedroom door. (laughs) Uh, Not directly under their pillow on the other side of a loft bed behind a squeaky door. (laughs) <laughs> it's not the place for it. So then I... Uh, we should send this to the Tooth Fairy pneumatically. <laughs> <laughs> so Here's your quarter. As, open the canister. As per usual, Kelly falls asleep immediately and and is no help when it comes to the Tooth Fairy. She's decided that it's up to me to sink or swim. Uh, 
but if I were to screw it up or tell Ellie there's no tooth fairy, then I I feel like I'd be in trouble for ruining it. Yet there's no, I don't feel there's any support here. You know, there's no well, how how can we do this? What can I help? Want me to write a you know whatever? Write a note? I don't know. It's, it's just like I'm going to sleep. Good luck with the tooth thing. I hope you remember to stay up long enough to do it. You know. Is it because she falls asleep early? I mean, she's the one who's nimble and lithe. She's the one who just dropped another 75 pounds doing insanity. She should be... Uh, I think it's because she should be she's, tiptoeing into... She's tired. It's just... She's just tired. So then... Uh, like existentially tired? Like weary of your marriage? Or tired like <laughs> I'm too sleepy at night to to uh, to entrapment my way into the... Into well, the I don't want to speak for her, but... Uh, it could be a little bit of all of that. And, uh, column A, little column. That's right. So, um, so then I'm up watching Stranger Things, uh, cause everyone else is asleep. So I'm watching episodes of Stranger Things. And I get, it gets to like one in the morning and I'm still up watching TV. And I remember that, or I, I almost forgot, but I, then I remember the tooth. I'm like, oh, the tooth. I don't really have the normal currency we use, you know, the denominations. So I kind of find something together, try to make it look nice. And I get to the door, and the door opens without a squeak. I couldn't believe it. No squeaking. I'm thinking, you know, finally the gods are on my side. I'm going to get through this unscathed. I go there, and as I'm reaching up, for the tooth under the pillow, I think I sure hope Ellie didn't move it because she knew that I was trying to put it somewhere specifically for me. And I reach up, man. And, this kid is brutal. I admire her well, commitment the bag, to scientific method. But the bag yikes. was there. The bag was there. So I said, "Okay, great. I'm going to get away with it." I pull the bag down. I slide the cash in in the spot. Whatever the going rate mm-hmm. is, whatever the going rate is for for. Uh, obsolete teeth and 50 bucks now 50 bucks and i feel in the baggie there's something more than just the tooth but it's pitch black in the room i can't see a thing so then i've got to take this baggie out of the room back into the hallway where i can see and she had after i left after she goes to bed without telling kelly or I what she was doing she writes a note and oh. the, the note says dear tooth fairy i'm sorry i haven't had a tooth in a while uh, that came out, but here's one. Also, if you are real, please write me back. <laughs> and the only thing I could think of to do is to like just break my own neck, and <laughs> just and that's what you did. Release Snap, myself from crumple. this burden, right? It's just because <laughs> all of a sudden wow, I, I just the balls felt, in your court. Yes, the balls in my court. I felt the weight of the, the weight. Of you know a child's dreams on my shoulders, <laughs> surprisingly heavy. A child's dream. It was very heavy, and I did not know what to do. And i I should have I should have woken up Kelly and made her, you know, made her. <laughs> should have woken up Ellie. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> this ends now. This ends now. And can't bear the cross of your innocence any longer. <laughs> you know, it was it was too much to bear for sure. So then I'm thinking, how do I approach this? Now, you know me. I've got my Dear Lucy letter in my phone, right? I'm ready to give the talk, but I've never pulled the trigger on it. Uh, you have had that <laughs> racked up for 10 years, and she's nine. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, have, I, I 
can't pull the trigger on it because I just don't know when's the right time. It's funny that you've held on it for so long, but you won't pull the trigger. Like when Kelly was nine months pregnant with Ellie, you had that on your phone, and you're like, when this baby's old enough, I'm going to break her heart with this. But maybe you've, maybe you've racked it up the same way that like kids who are afraid of something mention it all the time. Like you just so mm-hmm. much don't want to use it that you keep oh, yeah. returning to this letter to tear yourself. <laughs> I think, I think you're is. lucky I... she didn't put an exploding ink cartridge in that in yeah. that uh, little sack. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Then I, so I'm worried about him. Like, what does she have a, a hidden camera? Like, what else did she do? Is there booby traps in the room? You know, I'm waiting <laughs> for like a a bucket of maple syrup and then a bag of feathers to drop on top of me or something. You know, mm-hmm. micro machines all over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> So, Swinging paint can. <laughs> so I decide not to decide. Like I decided not to. Uh, I wanted to write back, but not respond to the question. I thought maybe that would be vague enough to just oh, push it, and kick the can down double. the road. So I took mm-hmm. the I took the note. I flipped it over, and on the back I wrote in block letters because I can make the block letters kind of look not like anybody's handwriting because if I just wrote it would look like me mm. but I could make pretty good Did you go and buy a new pen? Well, I, you, no but I figured I was being generic enough uh, that it wasn't specific to our house that she'd go this is our pen she, she might be having maybe she's forensically analyzing the ink I don't know uh, but I, I you know I felt like I I at least was generic enough in the block letters that I was safe but all I wrote was, thank you. That was it. Thank you. Thank you. You did not write thank you. I did. Thank sure. you? Thank you. Like, thank you for the tooth. Noted. Noted. <laughs> so I. Roger that. So then I had to sneak back in the room. <laughs> Luckily, the door is not squeaking, and I, and I shove it in there with the cat. Wait, th- what? Wait you got you to gotta remind me what the note said that you said thank you to. I uh, haven't had a tooth in a while. But he, Are you she, real? She said, I haven't had a tooth in a while. Sorry, I haven't had a tooth in a while. But here's one for you, and if you're real, write me back. So, I guess in one way, I was saying that I, that the tooth fairy was real because I wrote you're her back. Real. But I also didn't want to. I also didn't confirm nor deny. Uh, and I just said thank you for the tooth. But it just, uh, you know, I ran out of room. You to made it so say, transactional. Thank you. thank you. Yeah, I guess it was very much. I could have left a receipt. Basically, you told her that the Tooth Fairy is real, but the Tooth Fairy is a dick. <laughs> yeah, maybe she won't want to believe in the Tooth Fairy anymore, and then I'll just, you know, I'll be off the hook. But I, I can. Oh, I'm real, but I just, I'm just here for the teeth, toots. If you want hugs and love, write to Santa. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a businesswoman. I'm not here for the small talk. Yeah. <laughs> so now uh, I've kicked the can down the road. You know, until the next wow. tooth, and then I just—it's time. It's time for the talk, right? It's time, isn't it? Isn't it time for the, for the dear Lucy letter to come out? Not now, because now she's going to wonder why you screwed with her so directly. Well, that's what I worry about. On the next tooth, if I decide to say, well, I, 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 well, I still go with the main point of the letter, which is we're all on. You know, in the letter, it's about Santa. So it's like we're all on Santa's team. We all help. We're all helpers. And now that you know the secret, you can be a helper too. Now, not with teeth because, 
you know, when she's a parent. But, you know, if you had a younger sibling, like that's what I would tell an older sibling. I'm like, now you're in on it and you get to be a part of kind of making this magic. Let's go break the heart of another child together. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, that's hazing. Let's think about this. Holiday hazing. As mean as the whole thing is, like, let's let's decide to lie about our child, about three very important dates in their life. You know, what might be important dates in their life, depending on how, you know, your own backgrounds. But Christmas, uh, the tooth, you know, every time every time part of their body falls out, we Mm -hmm. have to talk about an imaginary person and And confirmation. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. Easter. (laughs) (laughs) The confirmation fairy. Does Jesus leave a present after your confirmation under your pillow? So we've decided that we will lie to our kids about these three things, you know, which seems horrible when they're older. But when they're younger, you, you never, no one really thinks twice about it. Because if you don't and your kid ruins it for somebody else, then you're a bad parent. And you know they're going to. If you decide that your kid's going to be a skeptic, that your kid's going to be the, uh, the uh, Christopher Hitchens of the schoolyard, they're going to run around and break everybody's heart on purpose. Well, yeah, because they have information, and information is power, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll make them feel they're powerful. Wield that like a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just you know, no parent wants to deal with the wrath of that, whether it's from teachers or other parents. It's just too much. So we all take part in the lie, and it's just a matter of you know, it's it's all just a matter of when you decide you know whether you're going to do it on their own or you're just going to wait for your kids to be wise to it i think with alex he just became wise to it you know through his friends and through his own common sense (laughs) you know it's like first of all we don't have a chimney second of all uh you know the earth is large and the night is short large the night is short and there are millions of children so i think you know i think the santa tracker actually kind of ruins it because they there's no way, right? You look at the Santa tracker on Christmas Eve, and the kids are watching him fly from, you know, he's in Greece, and then he's in Italy, and then he's in Great Britain, and, you know, then he's in Newfoundland. And, right, and he's, he's coming Greece. across the Atlantic, yeah. guys. Everybody go to bed. And but it, it should look f- like just like lasers shooting. Like, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be able to track it with your eye. It's just like an explosion of lasers as he zips from house to house like the Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but we still, you know, we still do it. We still do it. So now I've... Santa would be moving so fast that if a little kid wandered out in their footy pajamas into the living room to, to, to spy him, uh, if, as he ran past, he might run the risk of cutting them in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cindy Lou Who just <laughs> sliced to ribbons as Santa zips up the chimney. So that's why, dear Lucy, it's so important that we, that mommy and daddy help Santa so he doesn't decapitate you in the middle of the night. (laughs) Now go back to bed. Hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? You can do it by using the Amazon portal on the support page at paternitypodcast.com. That means when you want to buy something on Amazon, the things you buy every day on Amazon, don't forget to go to paternitypodcast.com first. Click on support. You'll see an Amazon link. Click on that. Amazon opens up, and then you shop. 
and that's it. Amazon knows that you came through the portal, and they take some of their profits, and they send it to us into our checking account, and that's how we pay for the show. That's how we pay for the internet juices and all the boops and beeps. So you do it. No extra effort for you except for finding the portal. No extra cost to you, and it keeps this show going. Uh, my wife has been buying replacement bric-a-brac and new mm, decorative vases and dishes mm-hmm. and things that you set on furniture lately. Yeah. But when you buy the bowls and vases and jugs and various vessels, mm-hmm. you need to buy things to fill them. Unless oh, yeah. you're filthy rich or a hotel and you can put flowers in them. Right? But who can or afford apples? Flowers? Not I. Apples. Freaking apples. Um, I guess you can put in apples because apples are cheap because apples are terrible. Uh, <laughs> we have fake fruit. Yeah, fake fruit's good. You could also yeah. do... As long um, as it looks real. Yeah. And uh, Kelly's gotten into putting these kind of woven, like natural woven balls into these jars that she buys. And I think those I'm looking one r- at one right now. I don't know what it's woven out of, but it's something... Cellulose based, right? Yeah, like something woody and reedy. Yes, it's woven exactly. into a sphere. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've got plenty of those. Uh, wow. In like what? Like cylindrical yeah, cases here and there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And bowls. Uh, and there's glass beads. Mm-hmm. Right. You can put glass beads like the kind you put at the bo- bottom of flowers. My wife wants to put potpourri in these vessels, and Potpourri comes in a lot of sizes and shapes now. So, for instance, you can get a net bag full of things that look like gourds and some of those woven spheres, uh, but they're scented, like chemically scented. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. It's like a scratch. Like if you think of, of, yeah, I mean, if you think of potpourri as like a, a sachet of flower petals, uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking like a big bowl of dried doodads and shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point in some Chinese factory, they've sprayed them with a scent that leaches oh, out yeah. into yeah, the I air. Yeah, I don't like that. And I don't like smells. Full stop. <laughs> like, not baking bread, not a new baby, not a new car. Really? I love not, it when my house smells like something yeah. other than just my house when I walk in. Like, so I feel like... Like food? Oh, food or... Um, uh, I don't know. I guess mostly some kind of food product, you know, whether it's a whether it's a scent. Because <laughs> Kelly's got some things that create scents that smell good and smell kind of foody. Everything smells like some kind of a food or a fruit um, or actual food being made. I mean, it could be a crockpot. Wait, what are these things that smell beef. like food but aren't food? Um, like wax, like the wax uh, cubes that she melts in her melty wax things. What? The light bulb that melts wax. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Like a wax warmer. It warms the wax up and releases the scent. What? Why do you need your wax warmed? <laughs> well, otherwise it don't smell as good. The warm- Wait. It's instead of burning a candle, right? So instead of having a candle from yeah. Candleopolis, or what's the name of the place we always, it's only candles, everything. New Yankee Candle New Workshop. New Yankee Candle Workshop, or Candle Express, Candle Rama. So, candles, candles, candles. If you don't want open flame... Bed, bath, and candle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so instead, if you don't want open flame, you have this uh, ceramic thing, bowly thing, that's got just a light bulb in it that warms up the ceramic, 
Uh, yeah, I guess it's ceramic. And then that like melts. Like an easy-bake oven. That melts like you buy like these little mini, they look like little mini ice cube trays with wax in them. And you put dump a little cube in, and the cube melts, and it releases. So you get like one that smells like brownies. So we, I walk in, and I go, oh, thank goodness that Kelly made brownies. And it turns out that it's just melted wax. Psych! I just melted a wax cube in my wax cube fondue pot. Yes. And What I, happens to the wax? I think it evaporates eventually. It evaporates. It the wax evaporates. <laughs> Don't quote me on this. I'm no scientist. <laughs> <laughs> but the wax is good. It gets low. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't smell as good. And then the next thing I know, there's another cube of something in there. Oh, oh so it evaporated then. I don't know. Kind of like how the laundry evaporates and then and then condenses again in your drawer. <laughs> well, what happens to the wax when you burn a candle? I guess it actually burns then. It drips all over and then you throw it away. It doesn't drip all over. There's like there's less wax when you when you throw a candle away than when you started. It's not just displaced. Is there? Yes, it's not just displaced. It's not just displaced. Yeah. It doesn't just run down the outside of the wine bottle? Oh, there is. Uh, it disappears. <laughs> it disappears. So the water in the wax. It, like, burns up. I wouldn't say it evaporates as much as it just burns up. There's a up. chemist losing their mind right now in their car. Yes. The water in the wax goes away, and then whatever else It vaporizes else is the, the liquid. Besides look, water. Look at this. It vaporizes. I just read it. It's science. It vaporizes. vaporizes. That's Star Trek. It's what it does. Although this is a candle. It into candle vapor? The heat of a flame vaporizes a liquid wax, turns into a hot gas. What happens to the gas? It's just in the does air. Does it condense in the clouds and later a candle falls out of the sky? <laughs> candle rain. Hot wax rains on the people. <laughs> yeah. ah, everyone get inside. <laughs> so I don't know the wax. The, the wax is, smells different next time. Maybe Kelly throws it away. I hear, I think if you put it in the freezer, then it comes out of the little bowl easier, and then you can get new wax smells. You can just throw away the wax; it doesn't smell as good anymore. Or it vaporizes. Or it vaporizes. I don't know. I don't know what happens with these things. I did not go to science school. What happens to wax cubes? Where do broken hearts go? Exactly. Wow. Well, what? So, uh, and you like this? I, you like I, coming home to being tricked like, into thinking there's brownies. Well, that part I don't like, and I'm glad that she doesn't have like, uh, you know, that she doesn't doesn't have a wax that smells, you know, like beef sandwiches. Because then I'd be really upset if I walked in <laughs> thinking there's beef sandwiches, and it turns out just to be hot wax. Uh, it smells like we won the lottery. <laughs> oh, it's just a you won the lottery scented candle cube. <laughs> but we, from living in our own houses, we don't know what our houses smell like, right? I mean, we just don't. I You go into somebody's house, don't you, when you go to somebody else's house, their house is a smell, doesn't it? Doesn't their house have a smell? Yes. You go to somebody's house, and and if you go there often enough, you start to know their smell. Every house has a smell. You go, you walk in, sure. you go, this is what this house smells like. And it's different than what everybody else's house smells like. Right. This is why dogs sniff your crotch. But you don't know what your house smells like. Only everybody else does. Your own house. Yeah. 
I guess you don't. I guess all your friends are judging the smell of your house and going home and being like, ugh, the smell of their house is all over my clothes. Now I have to burn my clothes. I walk you into don't know my your house, house and smells. it's neutral to me. Like it just smells like neutral, like home. It just smells like me. Um, now your house smells good or or like nothing. Uh, but some people have stinky houses. Would you agree? Yeah, sometimes they smell damp or they're just like, you know, not not fresh. I don't know what you'd call that smell. And, you know, then there's, well, there's certainly like, like the we have a wet basement smell. And then there's the yeah. we don't take care of our pets smell. Yeah, there's that. Uh, and what I don't like is the we always have 100 Glade plug-ins smell either. Uh-oh. Uh, but... Uh, but what I like about the wax is that I walk in and then my house smells like something again. Because the rest of the time it just smells like neutral to me. Oh, so it's like hotel sex. Like you've forgotten about it, but mm-hmm. then you kind of change things up a little bit and you remember again. <laughs> yes, it's exactly the way I would describe it. So the, you know, in my mind... Uh, that must then smell better to nose, everybody actually. else in my nose, yes, which is in my mind. Mm-hmm. My nose doesn't, you know, my brain is processing the smell uh, that my nose, you know, picks up. So in my mind, oh, that's deep. in my nose mind, mm-hmm. we all have an inner nose mind, but in my nose mind. In my mind's nose. Or my mind's nose, whatever that is. Um you ever try to pick your mind's nose? It's really difficult. <laughs> it's really you can pick your friends and you can pick your mind, but you can't pick your friend's mind's nose. <laughs> you can the mind. scent is in the mind of the beholder. You can mind your friend's <laughs> nose, but you can't pick your friend's mind's Hi-ho! nose. <laughs> they make a wax uh, cube that smells like uh, Dad dressed up like Santa and tripped coming down the chimney. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Cool. I don't know why I keep burning this this uh, this wax cube. Brings up the worst memories. <laughs> it smells like rotten dad. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so if Melissa wants to fill your house with potpourri, that might not be a bad thing, because then it might. Make, I guess maybe the you get to have a new over will like a it. different house smell, right? I like my no smell. I like no smells, and I think my daughter is getting that way as well. Uh, she is starting to become a picky eater, and I think it's because she can't stand scents. I think we might be super smellers and therefore can't stand smells. And I live in a prison of my own smells because I am like some kind of cruel, cruel karmic development. I have super good hearing. Nope. What do you call the hearing in your nose? (laughs) Scent. I have super good scent. You have great nose hearing. It's the same thing. (laughs) Great. I have impeccable nose hearing. And I'm a sweaty, disgusting, smelly pig. Can you so smell, I can yourself, smell myself? Though? Most people can't smell themselves, even when they're ah, I can't. Smelly. It's my own curse. It's my own like monkey's paw, or my own, mm-hmm. you know, my own version of hell is that I can smell myself, and then I can never tell if other people can smell me or if it's my paranoid nose. Well, if you're a super smeller, you probably smell yourself more than everybody else does. So you're sitting. On I sure hope the train going. Man, I, I smell, and everyone else is going. What's for dinner later? You know, they're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would I would assume that that's what's happening. I hope. I hope. But sake. what if I'm just stinky? Well, maybe you need to stuff some potpourri on your shorts. Oh, maybe I do. Or a wax cube, which will be heated up by my body, vaporizing my crotch. 
and give me a whole new crotch smell. Hey, if you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. If you use iTunes, uh, go there and make sure you subscribe to the show. And while you're there, leave us a review if you haven't done so already. It's quick and it's easy and it helps other listeners find us. Read our weekly paternity test blog at ChicagoParent.com and our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine, available wherever you have to ask everyone if they remembered to wipe. And now it's time for Eat This and That, where even bad pizza is pretty good pizza. You got a point. Yes, you do. So we've been talking in our food segments lately about how the trend in food, at least in fast food, is to stick food anywhere on food where there wasn't previously food. Yes, you just food on food action. And sometimes yes, where food red is hot a container food food or you just or you just mm-hmm. cover food in more types of foods or mm-hmm. uh, you go this pizza crust, the edge of this pizza isn't enough food. No. So let's make the edge of the pizza crust basically a big fat mozzarella stick that surrounds the pizza. Yes. Or even the one, uh, I think, the, was it Pizza Hut who put the hot dog in the pizza crust? They so, did that? Some, not in America, but one of their countries did it. And, and they, you know, it was, that's what they described as like American pizza, you know. So you have a, you have a sausage <laughs> pizza, sausage and pepperoni pizza, and in the crust uh, is filled with hot dogs. That's how the founders intended for this country to yes. be represented. Mm-hmm. That's right. It'd be a crime if we didn't do it. <laughs> Ain't that America? Hot dog and a pizza. Ain't that America? <laughs> well, there is. Uh, I had a, a, a little uh, twist on that phenomenon the other day, which is instead of a food container, I got the ch- spicy, cheesy core burrito at Taco Bell. Oh, how do they do that? They take, I mean, I bet. If you saw how the sausage was made, I bet they just take a big cylinder of cheese or a, or a stick of cheese and jam it into the, like, roll it in the center as they're rolling a burrito. They put spicy cheese. Would it get hot enough to actually melt, though? Because isn't it, is it pretty melty when you eat it? Well, maybe they microwave it so that it the oh, middle maybe. melts first. Yeah. Right? Uh, and it was pretty good. Well, it's a like, core you know, of cheese. Horrifying, I mean. disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to argue with, you know. Core of cheese. <laughs> a core of cheese. cheese. I'm always trying to work on my cheese core. <laughs> I'm always trying to strengthen my cheese core. So, You're not uh, cheese core unless you live cheese core. <laughs> well, that's, that's yeah, that, I remember seeing the commercial for that. I haven't had uh, Taco Bell in a long time, so. Uh, I hadn't either. And so I really, you know, I fell off the wagon and let all four wheels rumble over me uh, by getting the cheese core <laughs> yeah. uh, burrito. Uh, the new phenomenon, though, and this is a nightmare. This is nightmare fuel. This is an abomination. And it, so, of course, it has to be at Burger King. Is the new Burger King Cheeto chicken fries. Now, what in the world? So, they've already... Well, they've teed up with Frito-Lay. Yeah, and that's what some of this is, because it's just like the Doritos taco at Taco Bell, which actually was pretty good. Yes. Like, not a, I really did not mind it. Doritos taco, so, you know, they're cross-branding or whatever you would call that. Synergy, I don't know. 
so now you have Cheetos coating your chicken fries. That's that's pretty nasty. Yeah. And uh, it's plus drop the word fries because it's making me confused. Call them chicken fries aren't when you say sticks. fries. I think you mean potato. Yeah, yeah, call them chicken sticks or chicken fingers. Cheeto chicken fingers would be funny because you think about your fingers when you eat Cheetos and they're orange like this. Oh, that's funny. See? Oh, that's good. Cheeto chicken f- fingers. BK, sign me up. Cheeto chicken fingers is what it should be. There are no fries involved here. Do people, I suppose something might be fried. Is the point of the chicken fry just convenience that you can just ha- have a stick and pick it up and eat it in your car? Like, what, why a chicken fry? I guess so. That's why they're like making lots of fry containers the shape of a drink. Like you can put it in your drink holder. Yeah. And you can pull the chicken fries out. If it was a patty, I, I don't know how you'd eat it while you drive, right? Yeah. Well, I'd figure it out. I always do. <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's Cheetos chicken fries. <laughs> I don't. Uh, are you going to try these? I think. Remember when I went out to Taco Bell to get the Captain Crunch coated dough balls? Oh, you did? Yes, yes, yes. It was such a disappointment. But I feel like someone, one of us, should be disappointed by these also. Yeah, I really... Burger King is pretty nasty. At least the good news about the Cheeto chicken fries is that they don't contain Burger King fries, because those are inedible. <laughs> um, the the package here looks like Chester Cheetah, but he has a chicken mouth instead of a Cheetah, a cheetah mouth? It's like they're trying every possible it's way to gross you out. You know, to confuse your it brain. really is. And... Um, just make them inedible. So they're already chicken. They're already chicken fries, which aren't a thing. And what part of the chicken is it? <laughs> and uh, now the old box was a chicken. So then you have to stare the chicken in the face while you eat him. Right? That's weird. It's like uh, it's like Hannibal Lecter slicing off the pieces of brain while the guy is still sitting at the table and putting it, mm-hmm. you know, frying it up table side. So you've got a box yeah, of asking, chicken on it that you're pulling out pieces of chicken. Asking the chicken how the chicken tastes of yeah. the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have to look, and now they've made it into a cheetah for Cheetos. So you're looking at Chester Cheetah Chicken on the Cheeto Chicken Fry case. Yeah. So I don't even know what this is anymore. I don't even know if it qualifies as food anymore. Uh, it doesn't look like food. It looks like nasty. And, and then it there's, tastes like chicken. And they want Cheetos you to dip it. On, they want you to gross. dip it in something. Isn't the isn't the Cheeto oh, no. cheese flavor enough? Well, in the in the like the uh, ad, the print ad for it, they have it next to a, some kind of a ranch sauce or something. Oh, so you gross. take your Cheetos chicken fries and you dip them in a white ranch sauce. Would you dip? Would anyone on earth dip Cheetos in something? Oh, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. That's my point. You would not dip Cheetos in anything. So why would you dip Cheetos chicken fries? Because the Cheetos is the flavor. You know? Right. That's your flavor. That's the dip. That's your dip. Yeah. Uh, Are you doing it just to have liquid on it? Like now, just to Now, I want to know, is it more like the puffy Cheetos as the coating or the crunchy oh, Cheetos like as the coating? Oh, crunchy Cheetos. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, well, that is that's mm. a food I abomination. Want, that yeah, is. I want Andy Cap's hot fried Cheeto chicken chicken oh, fries. Oh, there you go. Uh, covered in crispy Cheeto flavored breading and co- cooked to crispy perfection, so that they have a dangerously cheesy outside and juicy white meat chicken inside. So it is dangerously—it is so cheesy it could harm you. 
That's dangerous. That's too much cheese. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. Uh, No, it's too dangerous. Now, what's funny about... about I've never thought of Cheetos as tasting like cheese. I just thought they tasted like Cheetos, you know? Oh, I've never thought about that. The Cheetos, it's kind of like how grape candy tastes nothing like grapes. Yeah. It just tastes like candy. Cheetos don't taste like cheese. It's their own, it's its own flavor. It's like Cheetos. It's like, oh, this is Cheetos. They should call it, they should, you know, because what do they actually call it? Does they call it a Well, Cheeto? the cheese part is implying cheese, right? It's There's implying. definitely implied cheese in the word Cheeto. Cheesy toes. And, uh, but no, it's its own unique flavor. they look like toes covered in cheese. <laughs> they do look like toes Cheesy toe, yeah, toe cheese. Maybe that's why they. <laughs> Maybe that's why they couldn't call these cheesy chicken Cheeto chicken fingers because they need to have toes and fingers in the same food <laughs> item. Yes, one more, st- and, and I it I feel like it's a test to see how gross can you make something and have people still buy it. But I guess as long as people, <laughs> uh, you know, as long as. Uh, as long as there's pot, people will get hungry enough for Cheetos chicken fries, you know? Yeah. And as long as there are people who want food handed in their car window, yeah, they want it good and gross. <laughs> so there's one more uh, and, disgusting food item I want we need to discuss today. Yes. And it may be grosser than the Cheesy Toes chicken fingers. That's, and that's this it. is the new Brock's. When with a name like Brock's, you know it's going to be disgusting. Oh, Brox, but they make the jube gels. B-R-A-C-H, candy sprocks. Uh-huh. Oh, they do make your jube gels, don't they? Well, just in time for, what's the next holiday? Halloween. Mm-hmm. Brock's brunch-flavored candy corn. Brunch? So, like, prime rib and uh, smoked <laughs> fish? <laughs> I mean, that's... Locks. Locks. Uh, yeah. Capers. Yeah, carving table. Potatoes uh, O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe some some crab legs in there and when i think of a brunch spread <laughs> that has a lot of savory in it because uh but when you look at the bag they only give you three flavors right they give you i looked at the bag here and it's french toast and maple syrup breakfast not okay. brunch. i mean you can have that at brunch but it's a breakfast food waffles and strawberry uh breakfast food that you can also have breakfast. at a brunch and chocolate chip and pancakes. Wait a minute. First Breakfast. of all, no one calls them chocolate chip and pancakes. They're chocolate <laughs> chip pancakes. Chocolate chip and pancakes? Yeah. It sounds translated. It does. It does. It says chocolate most, chip and pancakes. Most brunch waffle entertainment. <laughs> so they're really misleading you here because I would not call these brunch flavors. I would call them breakfast flavors. And why do they feel like they can't call them breakfast flavors? Because that's too disgusting. How is it like, any better? Because you can't have candy for breakfast? Maybe. Because brunch is slightly later in the day. Like, for some reason, we let ourselves... If you said, I had a bunch of alcohol at breakfast, people would say, you need to call your sponsor. If you say, I had a boozy brunch, I got hammered at brunch, everybody says, oh, I wish I'd gotten hammered at brunch, too. Yeah. Right? So I guess if you can eat booze at brunch, you can eat candy at brunch, but you can't eat candy at How breakfast. How come these aren't Bloody Mary flavored? Now, you know what? Mimosa flavored candy corn? I could almost I get on board with that. I could try that. 
Chocolate chip and pancake? I'm not, <laughs> not going to try that. Chocolate chip and pancake. And I just don't see, yeah, I, I don't see the purpose of it. It's not fall, like it's not a fall thing. What's funny about it is the bag also has fall leaves on it, right? So they're marketing this as a fall time food because candy corn is for the fall. Well, brunch is all year round, like Brunches all the time. Brunches Sundays. Brunch. Why is brunch their fall flavor? I get yeah. it if they're pumpkin spicing it and okay, apple no cinnamoning it. Yeah, they should make a fall medley, they should call it. Fall medley. And it should be mm-hmm. apples and caramel. It should be mm-hmm. it should be uh, pumpkin spice. And, and sage and stuffing. Turkey. <laughs> Turkey, yes. Turkey uh-huh. and green bean flavor. Green beans, green beans, and dried onion. Turkey and gravy yeah. flavor. You get a little gravy <laughs> on the tip, or it gives you a little gravy packet to dip it in. Oh, um. <laughs> well, what's the third? What's the trifecta? What's the hat trick of fl- fall flavors? It wouldn't be sage. It wouldn't be gravy. It wouldn't be cranberries. More Christmas, right? Cranberries, cranberries are more Thanksgiving-y, but it's a fall. But cranberries are harvested, and you know, cranberries are fall. Apples are definitely fall. Uh, are cranberries harvested? I, don't I guess know. all food that's collected is harvested at some point. I mean, it floats in a bog, right? Or, so or, is that sweet. how they? Is that how they harvest them? Is that they flood the bog, and that makes all the cranberries float at the top? Cranberries rise to the top. The cranberries rise, and then I think that's how. I they think do they it. dynamite the bog, and then the cranberries come up. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you could do like a cranberry. I think. Are we missing a major fall flavor? I feel like we are. Uh, what do they do at the Starbuckses? Maybe I'm just pumpkin, mixing up with the... Spice, maybe it's only apple and pumpkin. Well, that's enough. But why did they go with the brunch route? It's so weird. And they're brunch favorites. So... Um, no, brunch favorites would be... I would like a... Like a uh, steak and eggs. Rancheros. Yeah, Huevos Rancheros. Exactly. And so It's like black bean cakes and uh, salsa. Yeah, brunch favorites. How about brunch favorites? If, okay, uh, so if you saw me walking away from the brunch bar, right? I, I go through the brunch line, and you're you know you're walking up, and you see me walk away, and I've got a plate of French toast and maple syrup, strawberries and waffles, and chocolate chip and pancakes. Going, look at my brunch favorites. I mean, wouldn't you think that was disgusting? And say, hey, where's the where's the protein? Yes. Where are the eggs? Or the sausage and bacon, and yeah. ham, and and where's your cantaloupe slice? Exactly. You can't have brunch without cantaloupe. That's like brunch without Nora Jones music. <laughs> Why isn't she on this bag instead of fall leaves? It should be just. It should not be fall leaves. It should be should be Corinne Bailey Ray offering you up cantaloupe flavored candy corn. To be there should be just like. Instead of falling leaves, it should be like falling Nora Joneses and Kenny G's. <laughs> it should be a, a, a tumbling Adele uh, <laughs> giving you a giving you a Bloody Mary flavored candy corn. And let's not forget that this is candy corn, which is the most disgusting thing in the world. It's already bad candy. It's it. immediately bad candy, yeah. and now they're just going to add, you know. Fl- and so, does it still have that candy corn flavor to it? Or does it, because candy corn doesn't really have a flavor as much as it's just a texture. And it's well, it's like those wax cubes that your wife melts. Mm-hmm. I'd rather eat those. They're basically those. wax. 
I'd rather eat those than uh, mm-hmm. candy corn. The brownie ones. There is one candy corn that, that I do kind of like is the in, is the the Indian corn. That's got well, that's what it's got that's the, the standard one, right? Well, I don't know that's standard, but it's the other standard. You know what I mean? The standard is just orange and white, orange, yellow, and white with the like the white. So it looks like a piece of corn, obviously. Then the Indian but there's corn. There's the brown ones too, like brown. Is the brown and white, tip. right? The, yeah, it's like the brown tip. And what's the brown tip flavor? Chocolate. Corn smut. <laughs> it is chocolate. Yeah, it's like a chocolate. Yeah, but like waxy fugazi chocolate. Yeah, it's not real. It's, cho- it's chocolate flavored. It's chocolate flavored. See, I don't. I thought only like I don't know how who's still buying candy corn. I feel like it's like circus peanuts. Like only World War One veterans can buy candy corn because they've like their taste buds were burned out by mustard gas. Social media isn't just for your basket of deplorables, it's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram at The Paternity Test, and on Twitter at The Dad Test. And send us a question or comment for The Paternity Test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. Hey, we have a follow-up. Listener Holly in Florida has an answer to Todd's thermos conundrum, if you remember... Was it last week or the week before Todd said that Ellie, you bought oh, yeah. a thermos on Amazon, mm-hmm. and Ellie wanted, what did she want in her lunches? Well, quesadilla and chicken nuggets. Not at the same time, though. Oh, and so you were trying to figure out how to keep the nuggets hot, because she doesn't want to buy a hot lunch. She wants to carry a cold lunch yes. that's hot. More than likely, they're selling nuggets at school on the day that she's taking them, but she's choosing to bring her own. She doesn't like those nuggets. She doesn't like those fro- frozen mass-produced nuggets. She wants... Your frozen mass-produced nuggets. Yes. Uh, and you want to keep the hot side hot and the cool side cool. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the quesadillas, I feel like, in chicken nuggets are leave so much airspace that they'll cool off faster as opposed to a chicken or a, a soup, you know, a hot liquid, which doesn't leave a lot of extra mm. airspace. Mm-hmm. Well, Holly says, Todd, try filling the thermos with hot water in the morning and put the lid on while you heat up the nuggets. When they're hot, pour out the water and put the nuggets in. Put the lime in the coconut and drink it all oh, up. Man, that sounds uh, hard. She says what her if, daughter would. Can I just put the nuggets in with the hot water? Just hot water nuggets. Hot uh, water nuggets soup for the soul. <laughs> hot water nuggets. <laughs> That'll get her off of chicken nuggets in a hurry. Yeah. She said a few hot soggy boiled nuggets. <laughs> I think that. I think that. She said her daughter went through this phase and it kept the food at least mildly warm. And she says for the cold side, freeze the Capri Sun. And put it in the lunchbox frozen in the morning. Problem is, my daughter eats a really early lunch, and so I'm afraid it'll still be frozen when she tries to drink it. Here's your brick of Capri Sun. Yeah. She'll be trying to chew the aluminum you know, bag off so she can get to the <laughs> frozen Capri Sun in the middle. You know what we do put in, though, are frozen... Like a box caught in a bear trap. We put in a frozen, uh, what are they, tube of yogurt. What are those called? Go-Gurts, right? Go-Gurts. And mm-hmm. so that way, if that's still frozen, it's not a big deal. Then it's just kind of like a smoothie or a frozen yogurt thing. But if it's thawed, then it's yogurt. But if it's frozen, it's okay, too. The Capri Sun, if it's still frozen, you're going to get a talking to from your kid who didn't get well, they won't get their thirst quenched. They will. I mean, I guess if they can work off the bag a little bit, they could lick a nice big 
fruit pop. Yeah. Those the bags are hard to open without utensils. And the spork ain't going to When they're do frozen it. or all the time? All the time. Do you give her a spork? No. The thermos has a spoon built into it, into the lid. But if she needs a utensil... But she, she needs like an awl or something to get into the mm-hmm. Capri Sun. Yeah. So we don't freeze the Capri Sun just for that reason. Uh, she'll end up with a frozen Capri Sun. But yeah, I do like the frozen... I like the idea of the hot water in the thermos. I, I really think that could help a little bit. It's got to be able to buy me a few degrees. Um, It'll buy you some time. You know, because in the light, you don't, you're not waiting, you're not wasting your food's warmth to warm up the steel lining of the thermos. Oh, right, it's going to transfer the heat out of the nuggets and into the steel. Yeah. Uh, and do you get the nuggets preposterously hot? Well, I get them the normal hot that you would, but then I try to close them up there right away to, you know, because normally you take, the you know, if you're making chicken nuggets at home, you would take them out of the oven after they're done or, you know, and let them sit a couple of minutes and then you would eat them. You would not eat them immediately. Oh, know? but you take them out of the oven and put them right in the thermos. Yeah. Don't, you don't take the time to dip them in Cheetos. No, they don't get Cheeto dipped. Uh, Ellie's got to, <laughs> she's got to do that herself. I just send her a bag of Cheetos and a rolling pin. She gets to crunch them up and... Mm-hmm. Just and then the, the uh, chicken nuggets are wet from the hot water that you put in the thermos. You roll it. them in the Cheetos. Well, voila. Get yourself some ranch, and it's lunch. <laughs> ranch. Why does everything have to be dipped in ranch? There are people who dip their pizza in ranch. I've done that when... When have I done it? I've done it when someone was eating wings, and there's ranch, little ranch containers all around, and the pizza is terrible. Like, aggressively terrible. Like, Hungry Howie's terrible. Mm. I have, on that occasion, not as a rule, but I have yeah. a couple of few times. I, you're just life. trying to salvage it's, the crust. I see. You know, I understand. Sometimes yep. you got to do that for crust just, it's just to get it down, just to choke it down. It's like dipping the hot dog buns in the in the water at the hot dog eating right. contest, you know? You're like Joey Chestnut. Yeah. You're trying to choke down some pizza, some dry pizza crust. You're going to dip it in some ranch if that's all you got. <laughs> Well, thank God for Shelf Stable Ranch in our, you know, in our misspent youth before, you know, when we were listening to cassette tapes, <laughs> they only had that ranch that came in packets and you had to buy sour cream and mix it. Oh, yeah. Powdered ranch, right? Right. That's like, talk about walking to school, you know, uphill both ways, barefoot in the snow. <laughs> you had to make your ranch. That's why everybody, that's why people put ranch on too much stuff now, because they can. Same reason people climb Everest. it's time for the boop bop beat that's where we stick our dongle in your lightning port uh my wife got an apple watch oh and i've found that you know the brand new one's coming out in a couple weeks and what's the upgrade the upgrade is uh delta up yeah well it's better no headphone port it's more better faster it's faster it's water it's you you could swim with it nice the other one was kind of splash proof but they didn't want you to swim with it. This one you could wear while swimming. And it's faster. Wow. That's the big thing. we told Engel about this? He swims with phones like, <laughs> well, like that's he why works he needs at SeaWorld and the phones are dolphins. He needs the new iPhone 7 because you could get pushed in a swimming pool 
and get out, and your phone should be fine. No, I heard it's waterproof for 30 minutes. At what 30, would make it stop being waterproof at 31 minutes? The pressure. So at three meters, or one meter, which is about three feet, right? At one meter for 30 minutes, the phone will keep the water out. If, if it's longer than that or deeper than that, the water pressure will work its way in somewhere. I get the deeper. I don't know if I get the longer. <laughs> I think just time, you know. So the seals, the seals only hold on for so long. And or, or. Not, not that one, and not the one that was married to Heidi Klum. Kiss by rose <laughs> on the grave. Man, seal ruined my iPhone <laughs> in more ways than one. So, uh, so yeah, Dave needs an iPhone Seven because uh, he's going to swim with his again shortly. Mm-hmm. He gets new ones and immediately ruins them in any way he possible. Does. So your wife has an Apple Watch. Yeah. And I've been one is, of those. Talk about You think I'm an early adopter. That's one of those things I haven't been able to pull the trigger on, but I'm, I secretly want one. I see. I mean, I think everybody secretly wants one, but I'm not super sure what it's for. I'm not sold on it for that reason. Like, what am I going to do? Because if I, if I get a text message and I look at my wrist and I go, oh, there's a text message, then I'm going to take my phone out. See, that's what I think the Apple Watch is. It's something that tells you to look at your phone. Yeah. Or just leave your phone on the table. Oh, right? Okay. Like, bloop. Uh, what's that say? Oh, it says pull my phone out of my pocket. Yeah. Well, just let your <laughs> phone vibrate and pull it out of your pocket. Are you adding a step? It also tells the time. Uh, uh, now, time. the other thing about the new Apple Watch is uh, that it doesn't need the phone with it to, for GPS to work. So you could actually get directions, like if you left your phone at home or you're jogging and you don't want to bring your phone, you could get directions from you, from your Apple Watch. But why do I have this extra device? Why don't I leave the, the watch at home and take my phone like I do now? Yeah. Because it's strapped to my wrist? Who cares? Yeah. I have pockets. Yeah. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just another device. That's all it is. It's not. There's no necessity involved. Is it because yoga pants don't have pockets? Maybe. Well, the, the biggest reason, it's a fitness thing, right? It's got sensors on the back side of it that track all your, all your uh, healthy parts. <laughs> Today, Alex said, not to get off topic, oh, we're right back here, but he, <laughs> mm. uh, uh, we asked him to help clear the table. And I, you know, I don't think he knew what he was saying. He was just trying to be funny. You know, and he's always bragging about how tall he is. He's taller than I am and now and... And I think, so he comes back to the table and just kind of like, you know, trying to be funny. And he says, I will, I will help you with my big man parts. (laughs) (laughs) Not near the food, please. Yeah. (laughs) So you keep your man parts to yourself. (laughs) I'd like to see you put away that bottle of ketchup with your man parts. Go right ahead. I'm going to try and swat it right into the refrigerator. You open the door. <laughs> I'll take a swing. <laughs> take a swing. Oh, what the sad part is, he probably could, based on his height, <laughs> based on his height and his shoe size. Yeah, he's much larger than I. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, is she happy with it, with the, with the old Apple Watch? She loves it. I think she just likes it because there's a screensaver on the watch, which is weird. So, like, when we're, like, cooking in the kitchen, if I look over, I will see pictures of my family flashing on her wrist. I would think that you'd want your screensaver to be 
black to save your battery on your Apple Watch instead of flashing pictures. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. That's weird. I don't know how it doesn't always run out of battery then. Well, here's what I don't like about it other than the fact that I don't know what it's for. The... Look, she's a, my wife is, I would call her a digital hypocrite mm-hmm. because she's always yelling at me for not paying attention to her because I'm looking at my phone and I insist that I can look at my phone and listen to her or rather that like I have a finite amount of listening to people that I do, mm-hmm. which is low, but it is not affected by my looking at my device. Like I'm only half listening to you whether I have my phone in my hand or not. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So it's it's not that it goes it's not that it goes down when I pull out my phone, it's that it started down when I got out of bed. Yeah. Well it started up when I got out of bed, but you walk around for a couple minutes it goes back down. <laughs> the uh, the international indication, the like broad stroke gesture for I've gotta go or I'm not listening to you, is what? I've got to go, or I'm not listening to you. Yeah, like if we're in a scene, if we're like doing an improv scene, mm-hmm. and... You like point with your thumb I, or something, are you... What? What's the... Like, if, I, if we're in a scene together, and yeah. I'm talking, and you want to look like you have someplace you got to be... Oh, you look at your you watch. Do? You look at your watch. And like maybe point so to it So if your watch yeah. is constantly... Oh, yeah, if you're saying like, I've got to be somewhere, you point to your watch, you tap it, right, exactly. Um, anytime you are talking to my wife since she got the Apple Watch, every two seconds, a text is coming into the watch. Yes. So she turns her wrist to look to see if the text is anything important. Which also tells while you you're talking to her. she's not interested. She's not interested. So that's why I say she's a digital hypocrite, because she says, why would you listen to me? And then she looks at her watch like five times. But when someone, I think that we've gotten used to people looking at their phones and I'm not offended now when people look at their phones. Cause I just know they're just seeing if it was work, but they're still listening to me through out of half of their head. Yeah. But if you look at your wrist, you're performing the time honored symbol of I've got to be somewhere or I'm actively not listening to you. <laughs> and it is much more hurtful when someone looks at their watch while they're talking to you than if they look at their phone. And if they do it 30 times a minute, it's maddening. And does she catch herself doing this to you, or do you ever catch her in the act? Did you I call point her out, out to her, call her out? At, at, I called her out at brunch the other day. We were eating uh, candy corn. Yeah. Piles of candy <laughs> corn with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, you realize that you're looking at your watch every 20 seconds now, and it's hurting my self-esteem. Because we just had a talk about, she had like had a come-to-Jesus moment where she said, Matt, you can't play Pokemon while you're talking to me because you're ignoring me. And I said, no, no, seriously, I can play Pokemon and, and uh, talk to you. <laughs> then she started yeah. playing Pokemon recently. Oh, yeah. She's like a late adopter of Pokemon. And what I realized is she can't play Pokemon and listen to someone else. Oh, yeah. So that's why she assumes, like she's, you think that's why she that assumes other that can. you, you can't be paying attention right. to her because she knows that she can't. Like, that's her she experience. Can. Yep. But I can't blame her if your if your wristwatch flashed and vibrated every second, and it might be your work or it might be nothing. 
You'd look. You'd always look. You'd always look at your watch. That's why you need that extra barrier of having it in, having your phone in your pants, because then you have to decide if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. So you might feel the vibration. You go, well, is this worth it right now? Because I'm going to have to lean back. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to dig my hand in there. You know, it's so yeah. I, it's like life. You always want to reach into your pants, but you have to say, "Is it appropriate right now?" Mm, yes. <laughs> now, has Viva seen Mommy's watch and is getting it? You know, because she likes her her iPad. Right? She knows how to work it pretty Viva well. Viva loves her iPad. She's seeing the she, watch. Viva going. knows what ignoring her for your phone is, and she does not like it. She very quickly acts out if she thinks you're on your phone and not paying attention to her. I don't know if she's keyed into what the watch is doing. I don't even know if she knows what it is. Because I don't know why a five-year-old would know what a watch is at this point. Well, she knows it's something that mommy keeps staring at while she's trying to play, right? Yeah. I think she thinks all watches are step bits or fetch and fetch it's or whatever oh, they call it. What do you call the bits. thing that counts your steps? Well, fit bits. Yes. Step and fetch it's. <laughs> step and fetch it's. <laughs> yes. She thinks that everybody's looking at their Fitbit all the time. Well, and she had her own and it left a nice rash on her arm. Right, yeah, Donald's bubbly skin on her. <laughs> yeah, she'll have that forever now. If you were to get an Apple Watch as a gift, say this Christmas, Melissa, gives like someone you gave me one, an Apple Watch, would you feel? Would you want to wear it, or do you not want to be the guy who's always looking at his watch, making everyone else feel like he has to be somewhere? <sighs> you know, right now, if you said, "Hey, man, you want an Apple Watch?" I'd say, "What were you going to spend?" spend it on something else but you know how technology is once you get it suddenly one it's indispensable you know you figure out why why it's appealing pretty quickly it becomes indispensable and you become rude almost immediately no matter what you used to think about it give me three four days and i'll be looking at that every second while talking to someone and i'll love it and i won't be able to get rid of it and I'll have a phone in my pocket and an iPad in my bag and a laptop on the table and a watch on my wrist that I'm constantly <laughs> looking at. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I convince myself that I need the new iPhone. And it's not because I'm going to the bigger size. Like, I have an iPhone 6, the normal iPhone 6, not the 6 Plus, not the 6S, the 6, just 6. And it's two years old, which in phone life is pretty old, but it works like a charm. I could probably use it for two more years, but I've convinced myself that I need the 7 because of, you know, a couple of random things. But one of them would be, you know, uh, the screen's brighter. Well, that's, I, I would really like a phone with a brighter screen, so maybe I need one because of that. Or that the speakers are louder. Well, I really, my phone, I always have to hold it up to my ear whenever I, you know, then I can't watch the video because I'm holding the phone up to my ear. So I need the louder speaker, so I need a 7. I'm picturing you watching a video and like holding it up to your ear and then realizing you can't see it and holding it in front of your eyes and then realizing you can't hear it. Back and, back and forth. <laughs> Try to, if, I, if I move back and forth fast enough, I'll be able to hear it and see it at the same time. Right. It'll be like a flip book. Yeah, it'll be like a flip book. <laughs> so um, the real reason, though, is that uh, you know I have, I have T-Mobile as my carrier and pretty awful coverage, but they they keep talking about on their commercials about this you know, expanded coverage that they have. But I can't use it because my phone's too old. So my biggest justification for getting one uh, is that it will hopefully have better coverage because it has the newer antenna that gets the right 
that can use their new coverage that my old phone can't. So I think that's a fairly solid reason right there that I would get better signal because in my it's a, if I'm behind a wall, forget about it. No service. Are you always behind a wall if you're inside a building? Yep. So I always have no service. So getting <laughs> like getting texts and phone calls during the day has been next to impossible. Um, wow, you gotta go outside. It's like smoking. I do have to go outside. I find myself sitting. You know, there's like a little area. It's not all the way outdoors, but it's near a, it's near windows. And there's like a bench, and I'll find myself just sitting out there so I can see what I've missed in terms of you know Oof. who's tried to text me or who's you know. Uh, oh, voice cell mails. phone terms. That's like uh, having to climb up the telephone pole like Green Acres <laughs> to get a phone call. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. <laughs> but the, I do. I I was in. This is the first time I think I'm getting a phone that will be delivered on the day that it's released. I've always been oh, a few wow. months behind. Mm-hmm. But now I'm getting it on the day. So and you're going to be the guy who uh, has to deal with the bugs. Yes, I'll be the one complaining. Uh, you know, be the that, guy waiting for the patch at Christmas time. Yes, and I'll need the security. You know, the security update immediately. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm getting one for my wife too, for the, some of the same reasons. Uh, you know, <clears throat> hers is old. Uh, she's actually on a used, like an old, old one, a used one that I had to buy online just because the one she had before that was so bad. And uh, same thing for the coverage. And then Alex, I'm, I got one for Alex. He doesn't know this yet, but he has one too. Now, Ellie, we didn't get her one uh, because one... Because she, she tried to buffalo you on that whole tooth fairy thing and yeah, you pissed off. Like, yeah, this is what you get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, she's going to get Kelly's old one, which is still a, a decent one. Uh, a good one, better than what she has now, anyway. But it, but she's only ten, and she only uses it for like if she needs to use a phone or have one with her. She's not on the phone like we are. Um, and so right now she's got a brick with a decal on it with a picture of a phone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just give her the box, and she just touches the icons on the front of the box, and talks really loud. Well, with T-Mobile, you might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, folks, it's time for another episode of the Paternity Test to play Apache unattended on a British farm. You can follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. You can like us on Facebook. You can visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or you can email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. And while you're doing stuff for us, you can catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com. You can call our voicemail at 657-BAD-DADS and tell your friends all about the show. And you know what you can really do is consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody, remember... I don't have anywhere to be. I just keep looking at my watch because I'm not listening to you. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. <laughs>